اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما نافعا اللهم أرنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وأرنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه ربي اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحلل أقدة من لساني Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the Reflections on the Risale-i Nur by Bedi'ul Zaman Said Nursi podcast series. In this episode, inshallah, we will continue reading the 20th flash. The 20th flash is a response to what Ustad Nursi calls a confounding or dreadful question. And it is about why... The people of the world, worldly people, people of heedlessness, unite with each other, cooperate, work together without rivalry, although they are not on to truth. And the people of truth, believers, are in such discord that this brings tears to one's eyes, although they are on to truth. Why is this happening? Now, an important point that we have emphasized in the past in relation to this question is in the Quran God says in uh, Surah Al-Munafiqun This is uh, the chapter named Hippocrates and the meaning would be something along the lines of and dignity belongs to God and to his messenger and to the believers However, the hypocrites don't know, don't know that dignity belongs to God, to his messenger and to the believers. Now, when one thinks about a question like this, why is there discord among the believers and unity and cooperation among the disbelievers or among the people of the world? Or sometimes one can carry this question to other places and say, if believers are onto truth, why are why are the disbelievers more powerful in the world? Now, this is a very dangerous place to be, very dangerous misconception of reality that can that may take one into a hypocrisy, and obviously as a result to the hell. So the question is not only about establishing uni- unity among believers. It is an important question and that is one of the purposes of this uh, treatise. But it is also about preserving faith. At a time, this is immediately after, very shortly after World War One. at a time when the entire Muslim world is being carved out, being colonized, taken apart into pieces and being subordinated to the power of non-believers. This is the time. This is the reality of that time. And the reality of our time is not, it is different, but it is not too far from the reality of that time. We continue to have discord among believers. We continue to see Muslims all around the world. Let me think about the majority of Muslims in dire circumstances and in much lower uh, levels of welfare compared to non-believers. 
around the world despite the fact that in some cases they have tremendous amounts of resources at their disposal the non-believers come and and utilize those resources and the believers cannot even take advantage of the resources that they have so in a situation like this one needs to rise up above appearances see behind the veil see the larger bigger picture and understand that regardless Izzah, dignity belongs to God to his messenger and to the believers and this treatise emphasizes that again and again and shows us clearly shows us does not pretend to show us does not provide excuses but provides explanations for why dignity belongs to God to his messenger and the believers despite the apparent circumstances that may cause us to think that the believers might be doing something wrong yes they are doing something wrong but that is not because they are believers and that is not because they are following the guidance that they think they are following they are making mistakes here and there and Ustad Nursi is pointing out the mistakes that we all make that leads us believers to discord among ourselves alhamdulillah we, we read through the first four causes of this and the solutions that Ustad Nursi offers to them today we will read the fifth cause Beşinci sebep, fifth cause Ehli hidayetin ihtilafı ve ademi ittifakı zaaflarından olmadığı gibi ehli dalaletin kuvvetli ittifakı da kuvvetlerinden değildir. Here Ustad Nursi is going to talk about power, strength. Who has strength? Believers or non-believers? Again, when we look at the apparent circumstances, we may think that the believers don't have strength. They are weak and non-believers have strength. But Ustad Nursi is going to point out that that is not the case discord among the people of guidance and the lack of unity union cooperation alliance among them is not because of their weakness and the powerful alliance powerful cooperation among the people of misguidance is not because of their strength belki ehli hidayetin ittifaksızlığı imanı kamilden gelen noktayı istinad ve noktayı istinaddan neşet eden kuvvetten ileri geldiği gibi ehli gaflet ve ehli dalaletin ittifakları kalben noktayı istinad bulmadıkları itibariyle zaaf ve aczlerinden ileri gelmiştir. To the contrary, rather the lack of cooperation among the people of guidance originates from issues from the strength that they acquire because they have a point of support they identify a point of support because of their perfect faith they have perfect faith and from that perfect faith there emerges a point of support and what is that point of support what is the point of support for all believers God it's perfect it's the absolute point of support one who relies on God does not need to worry about anything he is the one who has all power there is no power to obtain anything or to fend off any danger other than than his so he is the absolute perfect point of support and the people of belief because of the perfection of their faith 
see this, recognize this. They recognize God as the point of support. And they have a strength that originates from, that comes from that point of support. So believers have strength because they know the right point of support. And the alliance, cooperation among the people of heedlessness and misguidance comes from, originates from their weakness and impotence, which in turn comes from uh, their inability to find that point of support in their hearts. In their hearts, they do not have this firm point of support. And as a result of that, they feel, they feel weakness and impotence. And Ustad Nursi is going to explain now that their alliance is the outcome of that sense of weakness and impotence. Because of course, if you feel weak, you seek alliance, you seek support. If you don't have this absolute point of support that is going to take care of everything for you, then you start to look for other points of support, smaller ones, maybe fictional ones, maybe imaginal ones, maybe apparent ones that appear to be points of support in the world that we live, in the world of causes and effects. Çünkü zayıflar ittifaka muhtaç oldukları için kuvvetli ittifak ederler. Because the weak ones need alliance, they seek alliance, they cooperate with others, they ally themselves with others vigorously. Kaviler ihtiyacı tam hissetmediklerinden ittifakları zayıftır. Whereas, the powerful ones, because they do not feel, because they do not feel the need for alliance, their alliances, their their ability to cooperate is weak. Arslanlar, tilkiler gibi ittifaka muhtaç olmadıkları için ferdi yaşıyorlar. Those who are powerful, who have strength, because they do not need alliance like lions or foxes so the wild animals they prefer to live alone because they do not need alliance as much we may also maybe think about tigers here tigers are more lonely than lions and foxes because they do not feel the need for alliance too much they live individually yabani keçiler kurtlardan muhafaza için bir sürü teşkil ederler wild goats on the other hand because they need protection against the wolves, because they feel this need for protection against wolves, they come together and form a herd. Demek zayıfların cemiyeti ve şahsı manevisi kavi olduğu için kavilerin cemiyeti ve şahsı manevisi ise zayıftır. In that case, the congregation, the gathering and the metaphysical persona, the corporate personality of the weaks, weak ones, is powerful and the gathering uh, corporate personality of the powerful ones is weak so it is inversely correlated if weak ones come together and form a community that is going to be strong and if strong ones come together and form a community that is going to be weak um, here perhaps we can take a tangent and remember an experiment that was done in America uh, with chickens. It is also called the uh, super chicken experiment. In the 1990s, 
a professor at Purdue University uh, decides to do an experiment with chickens. He takes two groups of chickens and uh, feeds them under normal circumstances. But uh, toward the end of a year, he, and he keeps observing the chickens and toward the end of the year, from one group of chickens, he takes out the weaker ones and leaves only the super chickens, the best chickens. The other group, he just leaves it be. And he re keeps repeating this every year. He observes the chickens throughout the year and at the end of the year, he identifies the ones that are the best ones, the most powerful, the sturdiest, the most vigorous, liveliest chickens and he leaves them and takes out the others. After a few years of doing this, what happens is the pen of the super chickens has only three chickens left. The other pen, the other group of chickens does well. But in the super chickens pen, because they're all very powerful and vigorous and so on and so forth, they, they literally wound and kill each other. They fight with each other and they kill each other. So on one side, you have the pen of alliance of group of powerful chickens. And on the other hand, you have a congregation of normal chickens, among them the weak ones and also powerful ones. But the overall, overall strength that you can attribute to, to the normal pen is obviously much smaller. The lesson obviously here is that the congregation of weaker ones or normal ones is stronger than the congregation of super ones. The super ones, because they are super, will end up fighting with each other. Because they do not feel the need for alliance, cooperation, they are going to end up fighting with each other or at least not uh, seeking the support of others as much as the weak ones. And Ustad Nursi is also pointing to uh, this reality here. And there is a side note, brief side note. He says, Hashiye, Avrupa komiteleri içinde en şiddetlisi ve en tesirlisi ve bir cihette en kuvvetlisi cinsi latif ve zayıf ve nazik olan kadınların Amerika'daki hukuk ve hürriyetin isvan komitesi olduğu hem milletler içinde az ve zayıf olan Ermenilerin komitesi gösterdikleri kuvvetli fedakarane vaziyetle bu müddamızı teyit ediyor. Ustad Nursi here is referring to some historical facts of his time. Uh, some of, he's making some historical observations. He says, among the most powerful and effective organizations in the West, he says Europe, uh, Shukran Vahide has translated as uh, the West, and it seems to be accurate because the example he is going to give is from America. Among the most powerful and effective organizations in the West, is the American Organization for Women's Rights and Liberty. Even though women are called the fair sex and are weak and delicate, he is probably referring to the suffrage uh, movement in America. Women were not allowed to vote as men did. And starting from the 1840s, they start to demand this right. And in some states, they get it. In some states, they don't. And the, uh, the movement escalates, especially during and after World War I. And by 1919-1920, through the 19th Amendment in the American Constitution, all women obtain the right to vote. And it, they, they organize quite well organize parades and uh, you know petition campaigns and so on and so forth they constitute the women who seek suffrage rights constitute a very powerful organization in america and then ustad nursi is giving another example hem milletler içinde 
az ve zayıf olan Ermenilerin komitesi gösterdikleri kuvvetli fedakarane vaziyetle bu müddamızı teyit ediyor. He refers to the Armenians. Armenians were a, a people uh, half in the uh, in the Russian uh, territories and half in the Ottoman territories uh, spread all around the uh, Middle East and Russia, Ottoman Empire, partly Europe. They did not constitute a powerful nation. However, because of this weakness, Ustad Nursi says, although they are few and weak, their committees, Armenian committees, can be recognized with their powerful, powerful self-sacrifice. They show a state of powerful self-sacrifice and therefore uh, confirm this claim about the the congregation of weak ones being powerful and the congregation of powerful ones being weak and armenian nationalism of course was born and developed in the second half of the 19th century and in the late 19th early 20th century the armenian committees were a terrorist organizations armenian terrorist organizations were a dreadful thing in the ottoman empire and and of course this eventually lead, led to uh, the, the massacres etc very very uh, complicated and very sad uh, story uh, however what is that is referring here is that they are weak they were weak and because they were weak they were willing to they felt this need, dire need to cooperate with each other and be self-sacrificing, be, be selfless in that cooperation. And as a result, the committees that they formed were very impactful uh, in the Ottoman Empire and elsewhere too. Bu sırra bir işareti latife ve zarif bir nükteyi Kur'aniyedir ki ferman etmiş ve kâle nisbetun fil medineti müenneslerin cemaatine iki katlı müennes olduğu halde müzekker fiili olan kale buyurması. Hem kaletil arabu buyurmakla müzekkerlerin cemaatine müennes fiili olan kalet tabiriyle latifane işaret ediyor ki zayıf ve halin ve yumuşak kadınların cemiyeti kuvvetleşir, sertlik ve şiddet kespedip bir nevi raculiyet kazanır. Müzekker fiilini iktiza ettiğinden ve kale nisbetun tabiriyle gayet güzel düşmüş. Ustad Nursi is pointing out some subtle indications from the uh, Quran here. And he is saying that the point that we are making about the congregation of weak ones being powerful and the congregation of powerful ones being weak is also indicated in the Quran. He says a delicate, subtle point in the Quran about the secret. And the secret is that the congregation of weak ones is going to be powerful and vice versa. A subtle point, a subtle indication from the Quran about this is that the Quran has decreed This is a phrase from the 12th chapter of the Quran, Surah Yusuf, uh, the, from the 30th verse of this chapter. And it says The women in the city said. Now, what's going on here is that women, in, in the plural, is obviously feminine and in Arabic we have gender agreement. Verbs and subjects will have gender agreement and number agreement. Müenneslerin cemaatine iki katlı müennes olduğu halde. So women is feminine and it is doubly female because it is not one woman but many women. Although it is doubly feminine, the Quranic expression here uses a masculine verb which is qale. So, God decrees in the Qur'an, قَالَ They said, 
the women in the city said. The word said in Arabic is masculine uh, singular. Now that it is singular is not an issue because when a sentence starts with the verb and the subject comes after it, in Arabic grammar, the verb will always be singular. It will not agree with the coming subject, upcoming subject in number, it will agree in gender. However, if the subject is a human subject, a plural human subject like women or men, teachers, students, if it is a human plural subject, in modern standard Arabic, it's going to agree in gender, but in classical Arabic, there is the option of agreeing or not agreeing in gender. So it was possible here to say qalat, i.e. they said, or in, in, the, uh, in, feminine, in the feminine form, or qala, they said in the singular form. And God chose here the, the, the masculine form. God chose here the masculine form. Qala is masculine singular. Grammatically, it is fine. There is no problem. It is not matching the coming subject, women, in gender. And that's again fine. But there isn't, because there is an option, there is an indication here. God made a choice. He chose to use the masculine form of this verb in re reference to a feminine plural subject. And then there is more. قالت الأعراب buyurmakla müzekkerlerin cemaatine müennes fiili olan kalet tabiriyle latifane işaret ediyor ki, ediyor ki in another verse from the 49th chapter of the Quran uh, which is surat al-hujurat the desert arabs or the bedouin arabs said and here in reference to the congregation of the plural of bedouin arabs god uses the feminine singular kalet al-arabu Again, it's possible grammatically, it's optional. You can either use the feminine singular or masculine singular. With women, God uses the masculine singular. And with men, the, the Arabs, the, the Bedouin, these tough Bedouin Arabs, he, he uses, God uses the feminine singular. And Ustad Nursi is saying that there is a subtle indication here. The congregation of women who are weak and soft maybe meek known for their forbearance they can they'll take everything they want they won't just burst into anger and and you know, they're, they're known for their softness gentleness subtlety delicacy right they are weak delicate soft their congregation gains power becomes strong and acquires a a hardness becomes hardened and gains some vigor and in a sense it acquires some manliness masculinity and because this this strength this masculinity calls for the uh, masculine verb Ustad Nursi says the women said the expression of women said the use of the masculine singular in this expression is very beautiful in the Quran Whereas powerful men, especially if they are Bedouins, these desert Bedouins who see masculinity an important aspect of their identity, especially if they are Bedouin Arabs, not civilized, because they rely on their personal muscle power, their congregation is going to be weak and, and it's that congregation is going to 
acquire the state of the, the characteristics of caution and softness. And in a sense, it's going to acquire a quality of femininity. And therefore, this will call for the feminine verb as used in the Quran. The, the Arabs, the Bedouin Arabs said with the singular feminine uh, verb and Ustad Nursi says this perfectly matches the context too. So this is an indication from the Quran. In reference to the congregational women, God uses the masculine singular. In reference to the congregation of Bedouin Arabs, God uses the feminine singular while either is optional and he could have used the other way around. Evet, ehli hak gayet kuvvetli bir noktaya istinad olan imanı billah'tan gelen tevekkül ve teslim ile başkalara arz ihtiyaç edip muavenet ve yardımlarını istemez. Yes, the people of truth, because they have, because they rely on this utmostly powerful point of support, because of the tevekkül, reliance in God and submission to God that emerges from, originates from their faith in God, they do not feel the need for others and they do not seek their help and assistance. İstese de gayet fedakarane yapışmaz. Even if they want it, they are not going to be so self-sacrificing, so insistent, so serious about it. They are not going to sacrifice other things in order to uh, acquire, in order to obtain the support of assistance of others other than God. Ehli dünya, dünya işlerinde hakiki noktayı istinadlarından, gaflet ettiklerinden, zaaf ve acze düşüp şiddetli bir surette yardımcılara ihtiyacını hisseder, samimane, belki fedakarane ittifak ederler. The people of world, worldly people on the other hand, because they are heedless of that true uh, point of support in their worldly affairs and they don't have affairs other than the word affairs in their affairs which are worldly because they do not know because, because they are heedless about that true point of support they fall into weakness and impotence and they feel the need for supporters in a very powerful way in a very serious way and full-heartedly perhaps even in a way of in the in a self-sacrificing way they ally with others they are willing to sacrifice some personal interests some other things in order to be able to preserve that alliance işte ehli hak ittifaktaki hak kuvvetini düşünmediklerinden ve aramadıklarından haksız ve muzır bir netice olan ihtilafa düşerler now the sad point the sad thing here is that because of the situation the people of truth forget do not think about do not seek the power of truthfulness that is in in in, in cooperation in cooperation there is a power of power and that is the power of truthfulness what does this mean truthfulness is that one follows truth and truth is that what we have in mind what we are doing what we are seeking matches the reality that is out there the reality that is out there is that there is strength there is power in cooperation and therefore we can call it the power of truthfulness 
we are looking to the same source the the one source for for support and for inspiration and because this is our point of support this is the point of support of all of us there is more reason more ground for us to cooperate unlike the worldly people who are looking to multiple sources for inspiration this is something that we talked about before but believers because they feel strong individually because they feel like super chickens because of their reliance on God they forget that the laws of creation that God has decreed require seeking support so they think that they are following God's decrees God's commands they are relying on God and so on and so forth but they are forgetting that the laws of creation that God has decreed in the world that we live in entails requires that we seek support we seek cooperation we think about the importance necessity of accord among believers and cooperation and working together and acting together and unity and we forget that because we feel like super chickens and as a result we fall into the mistake of the consequence of discord which is wrong and harmful which lacks truth and is harmful haksız ehli dalalet ise whereas the people of misguidance who do not have truth on their side i.e. whose belief whose aspirations does not correspond to the reality that is out there the the people of misguidance who do not have truth on their side on the other hand because they feel the power in cooperation through their weakness they feel the power in cooperation because of their weakness they have obtained cooperation which is an utmostly important means of obtaining one's objectives an utmostly important means of obtaining objectives what is that it is cooperation and the people of misguidance have obtained that because they feel the need for cooperation out of their weakness out of their impotence not because they are strong not because they have the truth that not because they have true power on their side but there is power in congregation there is power in cooperation they have understood that not intellectually but uh, viscerally because of their uh, because they are feeling weak and impotent and that is because they are not relying on this true absolute point of support god işte ehli hakkın bu haksız ihtilaf marazının merhemi ve ilacı ve la tenazau ve tefşelu ve tezhaba rihukum ayetindeki şiddetli nehi ilahi ve ta'avanu alal birri ve takva ayetinde hayat içtimaiyece gayet hikmetli emri ilahiyi düsturu hareket etmek ve ihtilafın İslamiyete ne derece zararlı olduğunu ve ehli dalaletin ehli hakka galibesini ne derece tesil ettiğini düşünüp kemal-i zaaf ve arz ile o ehli hakkın kafilesine fedakarane, samimane iltihak etmektir. Şahsiyetini unutmakla riya ve taas, e, tasannudan kurtulup ihlası elde etmektir. A relatively long sentence and there are references to verses from the Quran. First let's try to go over those verses and then we will come back to the sentence. So the verses that are quoted 
or parts of verses that are quoted here are uh, one is from uh, the 8th chapter of the Quran that is Surat Al-Anfal and the other is from the 5th chapter of the Quran and that is Surat Al-Ma'idah the 46th verse of Surat Al-Anfal and the 3rd verse of Surat Al-Ma'idah وَلَا تَنَازَعُوا فَتَفْشَلُوا وَتَذْهَبَ رِيحَكُمْ Do not fall into dispute lest you lose heart and your power will depart you do not fall into dispute don't dispute with with with each other because if you do you are going to lose heart and your strength your power will depart you and the second one uh, says work together cooperate in seeking goodness and and piety work together cooperate in seeking goodness and piety or on the way of goodness and bir, doing goodness charity goodness and taqwa piety god consciousness fearing god thinking about god in in what you do what we do under all circumstances i'm going to uh, you know, go to a restaurant and eat something in a non-muslim country i don't know if it is halal or not if i feel this tremor this this concern about whether what i will be eating is going to be halal or not because i don't want to disappoint my lord i don't want to anger my lord right that's one example of taqwa rather piety god consciousness so the the solve for the remedy for this the solution for this wrongful discord among the people of truth this sickness of of discord among the people of truth is to follow to heed the uh, serious forbiddance the serious ban uh, proscription in the in the verse do not dispute with each other lest you will lose heart and your power your strength will depart you this is a proscription god is telling us do not dispute with each other end of story end of story it's not why and how and what is the cause of the dispute and so on and so forth no do not dispute with each other end of story believers do not dispute with each other you can talk with each other you can consult each other you can discuss matters you may have differences of opinion but figure out ways to reach to a common ground and if you cannot reach to a common ground and both sides have justifiable reasons for their particular opinions learn to disagree agree to disagree the the salaf our pious predecessors have learned this they had an adab they had they they they learned the adab of they learned the uh, the good manners of etiquette of disagreeing with each other why do we have four ahla sunnah madhabs four legal schools that are that have different opinions on many matters of jurisprudence but they all consider one another ahla sunnah on the path of the prophet they will not say that what we do is right and what they do is wrong no they will say what we do is right and what they do is right there are more than one ways 
uh, to do this and they are both right that the path of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the path that they that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam opened is broad and we are all on that broad highway they learn this they develop the etiquette for this but we forget it in our day-to-day -day lives so to heed the proscription the powerful proscription in this verse and also to follow the the, the command in the following verse and cooperate on the way of in the way of goodness and God consciousness so to follow this this verse which provides a very important divine principle which commands a very important divine principle that contains enormous wisdoms for social life enormous wisdoms for social life cooperate in the way of goodness and god consciousness goodness charity we live in a city the city streets are dirty people are throwing garbage come out cooperate start sweeping it maybe put some uh, you know flower pots here and there so that you can give the message to those who throw you know trash on the grounds on the on the uh, curbs on the streets that look we are trying to keep this nice and clean please don't do it come out organize uh, about this uh, organize educational activities so that people who do not recognize the ugliness and also dangers of keeping the streets dirty start to learn about the importance of this cooperate work together towards toward good and also work together in the way of god consciousness in avoiding harm work together to avoid harm so if if people all believers living in a certain congregation if they were all doing this i.e they were all eager to work with others in the way of goodness and in avoiding harm it will all be like paradise flowers will be blooming everywhere but no we forget it so Ustad Nursi is saying that look if you are in the way of truth if you are among the people of truth if you are a believer you believe in God you believe in his messenger you believe in the holy book that God sent to his messenger and through his messenger to you and this is what that book says do not dispute with believers and work with believers in the way of goodness and God consciousness piety so this is the divine principle that is given to you follow it and understand that discord is utmostly harmful to Islam to, to Islam and the people and, and Muslims and this facilitates it facilitates the victory of the people of misguidance over the people of truth think about this think about the fact that your miscalculated sense of being the supreme chicken in the town or in the pen is a cause for believers people of truth to lose ground to lose heart and to lose ground for the power to depart them and for the people of misguidance to have victory over them to overcome them think about this think about this and recognize the the utmost weakness and impotence that you have that is the true nature of things for each and every human being every believer 
and non-believer. That is the true nature of things for each and every human being. And we talked about this right at the beginning of the series, this podcast series in the first word. Reconnect with your true nature. Understand your utmost weakness and impotence. And with that sense of weakness and impotence, feel the need for joining the people of belief and join their caravan. Join the convoy of the people of truth with self-sacrifice and, and full-heartedly, sincerely join them. Forget about your own personality so that you can save yourself, rescue yourself from ostentation and pride and boasting. So that you can save yourself from ostentation, pride and boasting and therefore you can acquire ikhlas sincerity of purpose purity of intention the purity of intention requires the purity of intention requires that one will follow the guidance of the one to him he has submitted we submitted to our lord to god and our lord god is telling us do not dispute period and do not dispute does not mean do not discuss matters again this is this is very important it needs to be emphasized again and again it does not mean do not discuss matters it does not mean do not have differences of opinion Ustad Nursi is very clear about this he has other treatises where he provides the ontological foundations of why it is good to have differences of opinion but as long as we do not dispute we do not turn this into enmity into negative feelings about one another so one example he gives about that for instance is the example of several divers so imagine several divers they are each diving into the ocean and they are each coming out and there, there is a treasure in the in the ocean there are these there is this wealth uh, beautiful precious things in the ocean there is this treasure in the ocean so they are each diving for five of them and they, they are each because it is dark under the uh, water there they are using their hands and trying to understand what's going on and they each find a piece of the treasure and take it out and come out of the water and show it and say this is the treasure one comes out with some pearls the other comes out with some pieces of corals maybe this treasure was dumped in the, into the ocean the other one goes and you know finds some diamonds and comes out the other other comes out with emeralds so each one comes out with a different precious gem and each one says this is the treasure so what is the treasure we all know if you are watching this from outside and we know the bigger picture and we eat we see them all of them coming out of the ocean and we eat, we know that each one of them is truly going under the ocean and bring it out from there where the treasure is and therefore whatever they bring does belong to the treasure as outsiders we look and see that yes they are right they are each bringing a what a part of truth they are each bringing a part of the treasure but what they are bringing out is not the treasure because the treasure is larger than individual gems the whole is something more larger than its parts 
the whole is larger than its parts in terms of quantity and in many cases in terms of quality too of course those who have been exposed to western educational foundations will remember uh, because this is something that is at some point taught in our educational systems and uh, will remember the example of the blind men who are trying to understand what an elephant is right one is going to touch the ears and will say well an elephant is something like a sheet fabric right? because the ear is something flat and white another will touch the tusk and will say an elephant is like the branch of a tree another will hold the the tail of the elephant and will say an elephant is like a rope and of course an elephant is not like a sheet it is not like a tusk it is not like a tail when you bring all of these observations together and put them together with the guidance of somebody who is seeing all of this from outside and can tell you uh, how to bring those pieces together then you have access to truth that is the state of believers that is the state of humanity with the exception that believers have guidance from that person who sees this from outside, who sees the entire elephant from outside, or who sees the entire treasure uh, under the ocean from outside, and can tell you how to bring the pieces together too. That is the revelation. With revelation, we have the ability to bring, to bring pieces together. However, this does not mean, this does not mean that whatever we dive into that ocean and bring out is what is under the ocean now this is about the reality of the world and this is also about the reality of the knowledge that we obtain from our prophet وسلم, from from and through our beloved this this applies to the quran too so you cannot take the quran in your hand and say read it once twice three times maybe a hundred times and say i read the quran this is what the Quran says, I am right, you are wrong. No. You cannot take in Sahih al-Bukhari, a book of prophetic traditions, a hadith book, read it from beginning to end and say, look, I read this, this is what I understood from it, this is what the intellect tells me, my intellect tells me, and I read from the beginning to, to the end, I know all of them, this is what I'm saying, this is right, and what you are saying is wrong. No, you cannot do that. This is an ocean. One needs to understand the modesty the modesty that one has to have before truth if we are people of truth we first need to understand that the, the first and foremost truth the first and foremost reality that we need to recognize and know with truth is that we are weak and impotent we are needy and impotent we are powerless Pride is the cloak of God. Pride belongs to God. None of us can claim it. If we claim it, we fall out of the circle of truth. We may be, we may be thinking that we are proclaiming truth. truth. We, we may be thinking that we are elevating the word of God with Quran in our hands. But in reality, we may be falling out of the circle of truth because we miss the first and foremost reality that we need to recognize like the buttons of a shirt if you start from the wrong button it will keep going all wrong it will not become correct at some point because you started from the wrong button there will always be a problem there 
we first need to recognize that we are at the core of our nature, in, at the core of our quiddity, at the core of what makes us us as human beings, we are weak and impotent. And yes, God is the utmost absolute point of support for all of us and tawakkul reliance on god is an absolute source of strength but we cannot rely on god by doing the opposite of what god tells us to do we cannot heed god by disobeying god that is an oxymoron that is simply a logical fallacy in order to follow God's commands, we need to listen to them. And in order to find strength in God, in order to benefit from his support, in order to benefit from that point of support, in order to lean on that source of strength, we need to listen to his commands. Otherwise, he will not lend his support to us. We cannot just grab it. He gives it if he wants to give it. He is the absolute utmost point of support, but our taking advantage of that, our benefiting from that, depends on, depends on his willingness to give it to us. And he will give it to us if we follow him, if we listen to him, if we heed his commands, if we uh, abstain from what he prescribes, and if we perform what he commands. And what he proscribes to us here is do not dispute do not disagree in a way that is going to lead to enmity among yourselves and that's going to lead to fighting and quarreling and struggling and and and um canceling out the acts the activities the good deeds of one another don't do it no cooperate in the way of goodness and piety do not cancel out each other's good deeds you won't obtain anything by that you won't obtain anything through that you will just cancel out maybe you will fall to negative not even zero you will fall to negative because of the negativity that emerges from this quarrel don't do it do cooperate cooperate in the way of goodness charity good deeds and piety God consciousness inshallah we will end here and continue with the sixth cause in our next episode of the 20th flush I hope everyone's Ramadan is going well I hope everyone is benefiting from the blessings of this blessed month and I hope pray that everyone who is listening to this episode including myself can find Laylatul Qadr that night of power and fulfill its its rights and take advantage of it, benefit from it fully, inshallah. Subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma'allamtana innaka anta al-alimul hakim wa akhir al-dawahum an alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen al-fatihah.